This podcast contains adult language. Starting now. Hello, and welcome to yet another episode of All the World's a Cage, the podcast that delves deep into Nicolas Cage's industrious filmography, one movie at a time. But this isn't just a podcast, folks. It's a celebration. And not just any celebration. This one's a birthday party, and everybody's invited, whether you want to be or not. You, me, Tex McAdoo, that woman from that thing, two inexplicably horned up teenagers played by 30 year olds, a cop who is 100% going to die. And oh, yeah, she's from The Office that she's in the, an episode of The Office. That's where I know her from. <laughs> so pull up a pillowcase full of pop cans and join us. We watched the 2021 horror comedy Willie's Wonderland starring Nicolas Cage as I just have some ellipses written down there. So just uh, that's just it. like this script had a lot of. Yeah, a lot of long, serious looks. So I'm your co-host, Josh. I'm your co-host, Jeff. And I'm your co-host, Sean. Damn it. Killing it. God damn it. I tried to trick you. I tried to mislead you by getting into the ellipses, but you didn't fall for it. I'm very proud of you. I was so mad for a second there. (laughs) So we normally begin by saying... um, by discussing whether or not we had seen this movie before, but seeing as this is a brand new release, the answer for all of us is no. So instead, why don't we just talk about a broad overview? Did you guys like this movie? Uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. Uh, I had a couple before, so I was in the mood to watch, mm-hmm. you know, Nick Cage go at go to town on some uh, animatronic uh, pizza venue, um, you know, rodents. What? I mean, there's kind of the gamut. Of, uh, of of robots in this movie, so yeah, I, I enjoyed it overall. It's great, and I Jeff, I think you really should have just you should have done the intro in that in that Willie's Wonderland voice. You sh- you should have you should have peel back the curtain. I'm never I'm never doing a voice. Again. We go to the voice Jeff. well a lot, and I'm noticing that now when we do, I'm like last week you requested that I do it. And mm-hmm. so I, I'm a little hesitant about the voice thing because I feel like it's just going to be me doing a silly voice every single time. Yeah, because every time I write an intro and I'm like, this would be good in a voice. Hey, Jeff, please. <laughs> and I just, Jeff, just Jeff, please. There's a spider in my womb. Voice, please. Will you get it for me? I asked, I did ask you to do that one time when we were roommates. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I had not had a couple uh, before watching this movie and I thought it was pretty fucking bad like i do think that a little bit of alcohol just a little bit would have gone a really long way into making this movie enjoyable but it was just kind of like a little bit of it 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 was just kind of repetitive like and not that fast of pace like i don't know yeah i um i agree i think that i probably should have had a couple before watching this i think a little bit of sugar to make the medicine go down i yeah i don't know it was okay it wasn't great i and we'll get into all that stuff and and our exact thoughts on it um but first the gist if you haven't seen this movie before 
here is essentially what the gist of the movie is. So there is, have you ever played Five Nights at Freddy's? <laughs> Indeed. Okay, cool. So no, okay. So, the, um, there so there's a, this thing called a... YouTube. And on YouTube, <laughs> there are these people called Let's Players. All right. Now, what they do is they play video games and you watch. And one of those video games is you're in a, ch in a Chuck E. Cheese, but bad and scary. And that's mm -hmm. also what this movie is about. And Let's Plays are like, do you remember when you were a kid and your brother would play video games and he wouldn't let you play, but you could watch and you just wanted to play the game? That's like a let's yeah, play. Yeah, it's like that, so but this voluntary. <laughs> and also people make $200,000 a year doing it. So what this movie is essentially about is a haunted Chuck E. Cheese, right? Full of animatronic monsters. And it, the, oh God, I'm not doing a good job on this one. <laughs> okay. Okay. Nick Cage, scary drifter, but he's got like a bitchin' like, just like fresh off the dealership, like Mustang or something. Like and he gets his tires. It's a, it's a Camaro. I, yeah, whatever. I yeah, up. and and a beard that is fresh out of the barber shop, just lined up. Oh to man, tea, looking yeah. crisp. He's got a beard you could set a watch to. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> uh, gets his tires blown out, all four of them, and then he just gets a tow truck to come take him to a garage to get that fixed. The his the problem is oh you have to pay a thousand dollars which i mean i guess he doesn't have and you could work this off by being a janitor for a night one night janitor pizza place i got one you clean it up we fix your car we'll see you in the morning <laughs> totally, bud totally above board a yeah. thousand bucks for one night of work as a janitor not what you were expecting probably but i'm sure it's a relief oh man Yes. Yeah. And while he's in there, uh-oh, lo and behold, the animatronic monsters come to life and attack him. Mm -hmm. And it turns out that the townspeople are luring uh, drifters and families and pretty much anybody passing through into this place and sacrificing them to Willie and his crew of animatronic monsters. And that's to prevent them from leaving and um, attacking the townspeople. And Nick Cage kills all of the monsters. With, like, with, yeah. without uh, without much effort, really. Like, he... No. He just destroys those fucking things. And... Yeah. Just makes me think, like, okay, first off, they didn't want to set fire to the thing. Lady got interrupted. Mm -hmm. Couldn't set fire to the building. Why not just, like, bulldozer that thing, you know? Well, they oh. addressed that, Sean. They what? hired a demolition guy to uh come through but he he was discovered dead uh to quote mm -hmm. the uh police woman he was more chewed up than a mcdonald's hamburger and after that no one else wanted to take the job i watched this movie twice right. because it was a 20 dollar rental <laughs> yeah rental and, uh, so you watched it twice out of spite yeah i'm so addicted to value that the idea of of having this movie for a 48 hour window for $20 and only watching it once was preposterous to me. So here we are. Well, it, luckily it's easy to do. Cause this movie is like what an hour 20. Uh, yeah, probably about all told with the credits and everything adding on a, a couple yeah. extra. And it opens up with a three minute long Camaro commercial. <laughs> so that's sh that's shaved some of the time off. 
Yeah, first thing I learned about the Camaro from this film is that it just stops on a dime. Because if you run over a zigzag and blow all four of your tires, you're going to be able to stop that car just in the nick of time that you can just get out of the car and see the tire spikes like 10 feet away from you. Perfect. Perfectly visible and in frame. Also in frame, the Chevy logo. Like this is a <laughs> this is a hundred percent somehow sponsored by Chevy. And you know what? I Googled it to figure out what car that was. So like it worked. Also a beverage called Punch Pop? <laughs> like what is <laughs> it was you know, it's kind of weird that they had such a blatant ad for Chevy, but they didn't also like it wasn't like Surge or yeah, something. No, like Red Bull. We don't want your money, your dirty money. But I, I, I mean, it was beers, right? He was crushing beers. No, no, it says it's it says pop. pop yeah, on there. I know, but it's like he just really loves that like warm taste of a hot soda. You know, <laughs> like you, you pick up pick up a, a six pack out of your trunk. Well, and he's just ready to rock. He he does I mean, he does refrigerate them when given the option to though, yeah. But on the side of the road, he's just housing them. Yeah, just housing. I, yeah. I, I given the purple hue of the can, you have to be thinking it's like a purple energy drink, like kind of like the Mountain Dew black can, where it's like a a grape yeah. Uh, yeah. soda. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's so it's hot hot grape yeah soda. hot grape soda. Mm. Everyone loves it. It it's, mm, goes down it's definitely an energy drink or a soda though, because also on the yeah. can is something to the effect of like it's a it's a punch of caffeine to the face or like oh. just like the the mechanic cigar was just like a giant piece of beef jerky. <laughs> I so I loved weird. that. That just was so weird. Sucking down some long Jaegers. It's here's it's so... I've been thinking about this movie like all day. Because we watched it just the other day, and I've been thinking about this movie a lot. There, it's such a weird mixture of like, okay, you know how some horror comedies, and I would say this is a horror comedy, some of them are funny because they're very like self-aware, you know, like like Cabin in the Woods, obviously, or like Tucker and Dale versus Evil, where it's like they they know all of the tropes of horror and they're like twisting them and kind of making fun of them. I, I had a hard time deciding how self-aware this movie was because there's some parts where I'm like, oh, they know it's a dumb joke. But then there are other parts like the whole backstory of Willie's, which is like five minutes long and totally serious. Yeah. And that was I was like, so do they are they in on the joke? Are they winking at me right now? Or is this like you guys know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. But I don't know. I mean, she delivers the backstories in a serious way, but I don't like the story itself is silly enough that I it felt like wink, wink, wink to me. What, what did you hmm. think, Sean? Uh, I think it, it honestly needed more jokes because it did play like, you know, all, yeah, all the backstory was pretty, you know, serious. Uh, mm -hmm. even like when it's flashback to her ch as a childhood like thing where it's like she survived a night at this place and so she knows what's wrong with that like she's seen it firsthand but at the same time it's like the sheriff that's been like raising her has not is not happy with the idea of like set the building on fire like you think you would yeah. be just like no like fuck this place <laughs> burn it to the ground exactly and they needed more jokes. Yeah. Um, 
Absolutely. Do you guys think that was this movie supposed to be scary at all? Yeah. Okay. So the more we were talking about how it's like, it's an energy drink and it's not a cigar. It's like beef jerky. It's like you can get away with as much violence as you want. Like even there's no boobs in this movie, which I I mean, not all movies have to have boobs, but if you're trying to make it so it's like, you know, 14, you know, you know, PG-13 compared to like, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, R, you can get away with the hard R like Captain Corelli's mandolin. (laughs) Oh, hard R, dude. Mm -hmm. Um, And they know what they did. But it's like you can get away with all the violence and like, especially when it's just killing robots uh, and I guess, you know, teenagers. But like you can get away with that, but you you can't get away with like alcohol and tobacco use. It's like whatever. That's was this? Wait, hold on. Was this? I have no um, clue. Was this PG thirteen? There's no way. Well, what I'm seeing is that the only thing that this has been ranked is uh, TVMA, a self applied label. Ooh. Huh. I mean, I guess most of what he gets splattered with is oil. Uh, yeah but i mean so hmm. i mean uh, there is some like actual arterial spray in this movie but it's always pretty cartoony Uh, i mean i don't know it it wouldn't surprise me if this movie was r but there's a world in which it could maybe sneak by with a pg-13 well i think that yeah i think if you if you got the mpaa on the right day i think you could get a pg-13 well i think that's the that was the idea right like they're they know that the market of people that like Five Nights at Freddy's are little kids. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. That's a good point. Yeah, because they want to try and hit that Five Nights at Freddy's market. Yeah. yeah. Also, did you guys know that this film is produced by... want to make sure I get this right. Screen Media, I believe, is the name of the country. Or screen, cunt, cunt, country company yes screen screen media okay a uh yeah. generic enough sounding name but what would this n- name be other than a subsidiary of the chicken soup for the soul media conglomerate what i was are you fucking serious because this movie was produced by a company that is a subsidiary of chicken soup for the soul I was ju- yeah. I was literally about to make a joke that it's a subsidiary of like Whole Foods or something, but that's so much crazier. Chicken soup for the books? Those people? They made this? Uh, the books my grandma has in the bathroom? Yes, yes. Screen screen media films. Do they I they must have not known. They must have snuck this one underneath oh, their radar. Looks like uh they well, I don't know. I'm I'm also seeing among their other accomplishments here uh Grand Isle. That's another Nicolas Cage one that, that you're gonna be treated to at some point, Josh. Uh cool. Sean, Sean oh, and I fun. watched that one already. Oh, uh, uh the Jesus, Jesus Rolls. Rolls. Yeah, I I enjoyed that one. Uh Fucking and weird. The Man Who Killed Don Quixote, a Terry Gilliam film. So you know, wow. this is this is a real company, but it just it's just endlessly entertaining to me that it's owned uh, by Grand Chicken Isle. Soup for the Soul. You've got to diversify, soup. you know, it's hilarious to me that anybody is a subsidiary of that company right now. 
It's like on 30 Rock when they reveal that NBC is a subsidiary of the Shinehart wig company. Yeah. What did you guys uh what did you guys think of Nick Cage's look? I, I loved it. It's just his how how is his hair in that? Um is it's like how is it's Nick like Cage's they hair just in <laughs> you know those commercials they make for that stuff that I don't, and I don't know what this stuff is, but they would spray it on guys' heads for male pattern baldness. Uh. That it's like hair in a can. It's like that, yeah. but then also like axe like, body spray. Yeah, like, <laughs> like like and printer toner. Well, yeah, it's it's definitely like he's he's wiping like axle grease on his through his hair, but it just yeah. it just gets the color. It doesn't get that greasy. Till halfway through the movie. <laughs> Anyways, the back oh, of it man. though is is like so immaculate and shaped, so like quaff. Quaff. Yeah, it's like yeah. it's what makes it look like a it's wig. So precise. I think it looks fine till you see the back, and then it's got this unnatural shape that just. I mean, it looks more like a rock and less like hair. You know. <laughs> Like there's just too much weight to it, but then at the same time, it doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't move. It's like, it's like a Max Headroom. Kind of <laughs> yeah. Like he's wearing Lego hair. Yeah, it just clips on, it just snaps on. The hair on the animatronics looked more real than his does. It's, and okay, he's supposed to be like in his thirties, right, or like early 40s I, right? his character is the, i don't know the older the older he okay. gets the worse this movie is because <laughs> of how it yeah. ends <laughs> yeah so well here's, yeah they don't true they don't give that character okay uh, spoiler alert if you haven't gotten this far uh nick cage says nothing in this entire movie oh by oh, the way yeah right he is silent yes. other than a couple grunts when he's ripping the mouth of a, a robot baboon or like, you know, you know, like sword fighting, some sort of like, I don't know, pizza night. Nighty night. Nighty night. Yeah, Nighty thank night. You. yeah. Uh, that's clever. I just a couple grunts. Other than that, maybe maybe a burp one or two where he slams a can, crushes it and then like gets back yeah. to pinball or back to mopping. I, I, it blows my mind. <laughs> they, it's all it's all nods. And creaking leather jacket. Yeah. And that's the those are the only ways that he communicates yeah. this movie. He, he literally know. creaks when he nods. It like, doesn't it it just doesn't make sense to me. It's like, did you get did they offer to like, oh, we could, you know, we only have so much money for the part, but um if you don't say any lines, could we like maybe <laughs> cut think, down on the do like you guys think He's like a te that telegram, like he charges by the word. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, damn it. I mean, the script was good and, uh, you know, it had a nice juicy part for me. No words. So they got a real discount on this one. Free. It did it for free because of yeah. no words. Passion project, really. Uh, OK, here's another thing where. OK, he doesn't speak anything. That's fine. Mm -mm. I no. was expecting at one point, like, you know, he would have been someone who worked at like the worked there or like was yes. a child there once just kind of like similar to her like the girl mm -hmm. but no he's just a no. drifter he's just a, he's, some guy he's just yeah because he he's not surprised by what's happening at all oh no uh, 
at all. No, no. He's just like, oh, got to beat that score on that pinball machine. Yeah. To, oh, yeah. Totally unfazed. Yeah, and not, not only by the action that's unfolding around him, but also when the kids come in to, like, rescue him, they're using their human language to convey information to him that he just appears totally oblivious to. It's like he's phasing them yeah. out completely. It's like he's dissociated from reality. Like, seriously. It's it's such a strange... It, like, I asked during the movie when we were watching it if you guys thought that he was, like, d- like deaf. And he's not, because he does react to, like, sounds that happen in other rooms. Like, somebody falls through a ceiling and he, like, stops playing the pinball machine and looks back behind him. He it, it's It's just such a bizarre character choice like i feel like they were kind of going for that sort of like totally silent or like mostly silent kind of clint eastwood badass sort of character but yeah like sean said i kind of expected him to have some story or something but no there's nothing okay so when we watched drive angry you know, he, yeah. he was like, I'm a grandpa coming, yes. coming back yes. from, you know, hell <laughs> itself to, like, stop this evil that's going to kill my, like, grandbaby. But none of that. Like, there was no, fuck that, too much story. You yeah. know, we wanted more cars. Sorry, we don't have the budget for cars. We're actually just going to be in a Chuck E. Cheese. Okay. Spend all the money yeah. on costumes <laughs> and We got one oil. Camaro. Yeah, and it's a rental. And we can, we we only have it rented for like one day. Yeah. So, oh man, it just there was no story to him. So it's like take no. just like take um like what would that even be like in a script other than all right, mysterious badass cleans a toilet. Yeah, well, yeah. And, and and that's the thing. <laughs> if you know. If you are listening to this and you haven't watched the movie, you might be thinking like, oh, okay, there's no backstory because this is one of those movies that's just high octane action all the time. He's in there. Mm-hmm. He's punching Chuck E. Cheese analogs in the face. He's he's just hammering them and like, you know, maybe like has sex or something because we alluded to a sex scene, but don't haven't given yeah. you the context for it yet. But no, don't worry. That's, it's not, that's not all. There's also a protracted mm-hmm. intermittent shots of him just deep cleaning this facility. Mm-hmm. A Which bunch honestly, of it. We're, we're like my favorite parts. The most effective part mm-hmm. of the movie. Yes, I agree. We're like all of the quick. It, it's, it's got a very like hot fuzz style of editing. Mm-hmm. Lots of really fast, like hard jump cuts um uh and yeah like when he gets hired to clean the place there is then like a five minute montage of him cleaning the place which is fine I, then it cuts to the first fight scene what like 20 minutes into the movie yeah yeah uh, i it, i mean if that it might even be sooner than that honestly yeah it's the oh maybe yeah it's the uh what is it like a ostrich yeah ozzy the ostrich is his first <laughs> yeah his first conquest and, and i think he kills that one by punching it a lot rips uh, out its and neck then, spine yeah well right. he at one point he breaks his mop handle in half and then is bludgeoning it with the two broken halves of the mop handle well uh, it just like it it kind of takes you off guard because you're like okay well holy shit He's going to like freak out and be like, holy shit, these things are alive and they're trying to kill me. Mm -hmm. No, 
no change in his attitude, he's got a job to do. He's going to do yeah. it. He out oh, first your uniform's a little got a little bit of a grease on that uniform. You better yeah. spiffy up yourself before you clean this place. It gets another yeah. t-shirt, gets a new mop and then just gets back to work. Yeah. And then yeah. Timer goes off. What is that? Oh, your first break. Time to get that pinball machine. <laughs> yeah, there's a recurring joke that he has like a, a timer set on his watch. And every hour, I think it's supposed to be every hour. Yeah. He then stops and goes and plays pinball and slams one of these weird off brand sodas for like 10 minutes. And he does it like, I don't know how many times, what, six, seven times in the movie. Yeah, e even going so far as to exunt a fight that is already in progress. Cammy yeah. the chameleon is about to slaughter Liv, and he comes to her rescue. He assumes the fist pose. You know, he's ready to Bruce Lee, you know, this yeah. animatronic down. And his timer goes off, so he just hands her a switchblade and then fucks off. <laughs> like, yeah. just leaves. I, which I did. I didn't think it was funny that he hands her a knife before he leaves. Like, yeah, that, that that part was funny. I mean, there there are de yeah. there's definitely good moments in, in this. Uh, yeah, like the moments where it's like self-aware. OK, and like people that have seen this movie are going to they're probably super angry right now because I'm sure that there are people saying, well, it's it's a it's supposed to be a bad movie. Like you can't take it really seriously. It's supposed to be bad. But like I've seen like Dead Alive. You know, I've seen all the like Troll 2 and Sharknado, you know, the movies that are well, not Troll 2, but the movies that are intentionally bad. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, not, you know, they, not they, Troll 2 or but, like, but yes, intentionally that was unintentionally bad or movies that like push it, you know, really far over the top, like um, yeah. the Evil Dead remake, Your or like Green Room. Yeah. Yeah. Or like Cooties. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen movies like that. And I, I understand the format, I, but this movie, I think, sometimes takes itself too seriously so that because of all of the jokes, it takes away from the serious parts. And then because of all the serious parts, it makes it less funny. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like they really should have leaned really hard, like Sean said, into the jokes yeah. and just made it like a full out comedy. Yeah, but with people being murdered and then. Yeah, it just it, it last year or so, I can't quite remember. It was like a year, maybe two now, but um, they remade the banana splits, which yeah. Jeff, yeah, Jeff has watched that. this uh, mm -hmm. movie before because, of course, I rented it. Um, but the best part about it was it was taking like this characters that was like, you know, bringing back to life some shit from like a kid's TV show in the seventies mm -hmm. and then being like, Oh, but this time they're haunted robots. It's and spooky. Yeah. And it was like, they never once were like making it like a, it was super, like it was meant to be like really scary. It mm. was like, it was a joke the whole time. And I mean mm. that I feel like that would have been better if Nick Cage was in it. <laughs> yeah I, I feel like that applies to a lot of movies damn it you're right yeah it, it, it i i did think that that movie was a little bit more effective because of its use of of a pre-existing intellectual property that was mm. that was being repurposed you know something that 
you know, before was a totally wholesome and normal children's show that was then repurposed into this horror genre. Um, I thought worked pretty well. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I didn't super love that movie either, but I don't know. I, I would take that over this one, I think, in, in a straight up competition. You know, the the haunted, uh, you know, children's mascot whatnots uh, that are robots that are evil. You know, that genre. Yeah, that trope. Yeah. yeah. OK, this movie. Oh, this movie loves its tropes. It It's like this is what I'm talking about. It like it, it winks at you about all the tropes. Like there's all these teenagers who are also involved in the plot and they're all played by like 35 year olds. They're all played by people who can rent cars <laughs> and they're like, you know, like one of them is like a ditzy blonde and one of them is like a, you know, like a nerd who's in love with the main girl. Mm -hmm. um, one of them's a nerd who's good at growing weed. Yep. One's a stoner. Weed. You got <laughs> yeah, exactly. And two teenagers sneak off to have sex with each other yep. and get murdered, mm -hmm. you know, and it's like the, you can tell the people that made the movie are like, get it, get it, get it. But they're not like doing anything funny with it. They're not like twisting it to make it interesting. Like in Tucker and Dale vs. Evil, those teenagers are the tropes, but they're also like the villains. Great, which is great like, movie. Great movie, great, by the which way. is a great twist. Yeah, you if, know? if anyone listening has never given that one a shot before, can't recommend it highly enough. Truly, truly. Uh, oh, yeah, abs absolutely. Great. So movie. good. Fantastic movie. But this movie is like they had this movie is like somebody had a book report on horror tropes <laughs> and it's due in the morning and they forgot. Yeah. <laughs> and so they're just like hitting them all as quick as they can yeah they're definitely checking off boxes of things like well you know we have to have a group of teenagers um there has to be like certain certain ones you know the jock lady whatnot um stoner and then of right. course you know they're they're gonna have sex gonna kill them it's these mm -mm. there's is nothing weird there was nothing this new is there me horny mm -mm. but <laughs> i you know i was like I still had a good time because I ate pizza, I had a couple beers, and then I watched this movie. You know, with friends. Yeah, yeah. With friends. Like this is a this is a totally pleasant. Like you know, light up the tube and like fucking laugh at a bunch of fuzzy characters getting like you know yeah. their heads ripped off or ripping off heads. You know, like that's fine. Right. And I mean, I, I agree. It's that kind of movie. It's like a bunch of friends, and you're all like three beers in. Yeah. So like that kind of movie. Yeah. But like this is definitely I, I will say that I appreciated that this movie didn't rely on jump scares, which is what those stupid fucking video games are all about. Mm hmm. Would have yeah. hated this movie if that was it. Like, I don't think it relied on any kind of scares, really. <laughs> yeah. Damn. It's, it's really not scary. Like at all. No. No. Yeah. Uh, to to the question that you asked earlier, um, I didn't really think that it was trying to be either. I I I didn't yeah. I didn't get the impression that it tried to be scary and failed. I just think that that wasn't that important of an element that they were trying to bring to the table. I think sometimes it is though. Like the scene when they're in the um, the fairy robots like her little area and it's singing, you know, ring around the posies or ring around the rosy. Mm -hmm. I think that's supposed to be like creepy, right? 
Yeah, she was the creepiest. Mm. Uh, yeah. yeah. I still wouldn't use the word scary, but she was definitely the creepiest. The The scene with the right. strobe light was like mm-hmm. bordering on effective horror mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah when, when her ro- when her robot face kind of like transforms to where she has the like jagged mouth mm-hmm. it's definitely creepier yeah yeah i feel like this is a movie where some of the crew thought it was one thing and some of the crew thought it was another you know like the editors were like yeah we got it it's a joke but then like the costume people or whoever were like yeah no this is a scary movie got it yeah, I I would have liked to see them use more sort of transformative things in their addressing the like evil animatronics, because like when the night when it's the knight's turn to step up to the plate and do battle, he's just like swinging this giant foam sword around that slices things for some reason, like it functions as if it's sharp, even though it's clearly visibly blunt uh, right. But he's just like chopping tables in half with it. And, but he just looks like how he's looked the whole movie. I think what I liked about the like fairy uh, S- Siren Sarah is the mm. the actual name. What I liked was that transformation, the like creepy mouth, you know, where she like looked visually distinct in her like evil form. Yeah. Yeah, and I think, like, the chameleon kind of did that, too, right? Yeah, kind of. The chameleon was weird. Oh, I just got it. The chameleon was hiding by pretending to be good. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's kind of clever. All I right, mean, movie. Still wouldn't have trusted it. Like. Yeah, that guy's a fucking moron. <laughs> yeah, Chris. <laughs> Man, you did watch this movie twice, huh? I did watch this movie twice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, sober both times, which... Uh, you done golly. did it wrong, my yeah, friend. I sure did. <laughs> I sure did. Um, I, I was really glad that this movie explained a lot of stuff, because I've always found that the more you explain horror, the more frightening it is. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, there classic. is, as I mentioned earlier, a five-minute-long exposition scene that tells you the entire backstory of Willy's Wonderland. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and it's owned by a serial killer, much scarier just on its face yeah the, the yeah. original who, incarnation where it's just a chuck e cheese is owned by a serial killer who like is a mentor to other serial killers isn't that's, finds other that's like killers? yeah that's what they insinuate but i don't know how that would work yeah also <laughs> but that mm. was like i thought that would was like a part where they like really missed an opportunity where it's like a flashback and then one of the party clowns is is ted bundy or something you know like could be mm-hmm. it could have been great like it's just like really scary uh, also they don't actually have to be an enchanted robots they could just be mm-hmm. a fucking pizza joint with like oh but then i guess maybe you'd have to have like you know nick cage there because you know you can't go to talk chuck e cheese without kids mm. you gotta bring those kids mm. right then we'd I be mean, in a, a dad a father cage scenario yeah which i mean or it could have just been like yeah we don't know the robots kill people we don't know why because then they also have to explain that they got busted because they were a bunch of serial killers serial killing people and then uh somebody <laughs> yeah. came along oh, i'm sorry let me interrupt you actually because i took a note about this when she's 
Well, okay, okay, okay. No, I'm sorry. I it, it this is not the actual serial killers part, but in the middle of this expo dump, this was one of my favorite things from the whole movie. She's right. she's describing right after the 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 first incarnation of the of the puppets being possessed. She's like, there began to be stories of them moving in mysterious ways or saying things that they weren't programmed to or killing people. And I'm just like. <laughs> Only one of those is noteworthy. Like, if, if they were saying things they weren't supposed to, and that was it, that would be the whole story, and that would be the end of it. But once one of them kills one kid, that's the only important part. That's the only part. Bury the lead on that one. Like, they would move weird, talk strangely, and kill people. And murder people. So the pizzas dumb. were made of people. Like, what? what? Like, this? And then they have to explain that, I don't know, the ATF showed up or whoever, and then all the serial killers killed themselves in a satanic ritual Yep. and bound their bodies to the animatronic things, and now they serial kill people still. And it's like, just, you don't got, like, you're wasting time. Just, like, yeah, the robots kill people. We don't know why. They're animatronics. They're the, they've always been the most terrifying thing humanity has ever made. Yeah. <laughs> like, just yeah. let them be scary. Yeah. Zero backstory for the main character and unnecessary backstory for the robots. Also, we would be remiss if we didn't talk a little bit about uh, Beth Grant as the sheriff and her other cop friend, Evan, who's played by David Sheftel. And, and like, yeah, she and Tex, from the office, and, Tex yeah. and like uh, the the tow truck driver, Jed, they're all in on this town wide conspiracy. Well, not the other cop, but I have bones to pick about that, too. But there's a town wide conspiracy theory that's like feeding stragglers to these things. And like everyone knows about it. All the kids know about it. Like, yeah. how their only strategy is to like try to burn it down like they could just it's a whole town the whole town is in on it like you can't keep a lid on that no and 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 the the whole town is in on it because it's the only way to stop these things but they don't even seem that bad yeah like they're nick cage kills most of them just with by punching them mm -hmm. yeah by punching and like them. that's why i'm like and like he bulldozer a bulldozer like, yeah <laughs> it would have destroyed them all maybe one survives but you know what you have a shotgun sheriff yeah i mean something <laughs> and and crazy by, by the way me uh pontificating that they would not be able to keep a lid on this secret this is more than speculation because she voluntarily asks for assistance from this other <laughs> sheriff dude from another town <laughs> She yeah. invites him to help her keep watch instead of Tex or Jed or any of the presumably other people from the town that yeah. know the secret. Because all these kids oh, have to have parents, huh. you know, none of them are like Tex isn't just like, yeah, now we wait, hang out with the sheriff. Right. She invites another actual cop from another An town outsider. and yeah. then just tells him everything, tells him the whole thing. All right, let's go. We got to go down to this place. Uh, there's demons and people get killed by them and they get killed by them because I put 
innocent humans into this place. And he just, the guy just goes along with it. Like, yeah, he it, accepts it. It's so, so stupid. So, so stupid. It's so stupid. Yeah. But not stupid enough. Yeah, not stupid enough. You know what I like? That's what here's the thing about this movie. It's not smart enough to be like clever or interesting. And it's not dumb enough to be funny. And it's not scary enough or gory enough to be like visceral and exciting. It's just it's it kind of like occupies this weird middle area that makes it like less than the sum of its parts. Um, I put in my notes, oh my God, can we please speed the movie up? Because it's so slow paced. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, 90 minutes was too long for Josh on this one. Uh, 80 minutes, actually. Uh, 80 minutes was too long for Josh on this one. Because this movie fucking, it's... I mean, it rolls, dude. It's it's like you get the backstory of Willie's like 25 minutes into it. It's it's so weirdly paced. It's so fucking strange. Yeah, it's it is weird. I mean, it hits you with a lot right at the beginning, and then the pace is thrown all off because he just keeps going back to the well for his good cool soda. <laughs> that well full of gross, warm Robitussin. <laughs> yeah. Mm. It, okay. Why so do we even have that well? When when he kills the first two um, robots. Uh, yeah he stuffs each one of them in like full on into one bag like one one robot in one bag one robot in another trash bag and those aren't like bursting at the same trash bags yeah loose yeah he he could have fit he could have fit some more uh plastic cups and crumpled up napkins into the like into the bags for sure i just it it just blew my mind Uh, it was a it, it drew me out of the <laughs> that which was what drew you out yeah, it did that's what <laughs> broke your suspension of disbelief I've filled a <laughs> lot of garbage bags in my day and i know of uh, overfilled and simultaneously just underfilled just, bag uh, not just not just the like you know i know lack me a hefty and a hefty can handle more than that i'm just saying a robot has a lot more uh, like nuts and bolts in there plus mm-hmm. you got that outside foam yeah that's good that alone, alone is going to, exactly yeah. i that i foam, do i, I we talk about the foam <laughs> Why is everyone forgetting the foam? And the mechanical skeletons, as soon as you pick up the bag, those are yeah, just going to punch right holes through. right through. And then you've got oh. foam. Your foam zone is out of control. You got to double bag it, obviously. Got to double That's bag it. That's rule one. And I mean, how many gallon bag trash bags are we having? Like, you know, you get this is leaking. There are things. It's just like when we watched... <laughs> when we watched uh the humanity bureau where like the the bad guy ate that fucking fish with his hands and i was just like Ugh, and then he just God. puts a glove back on and i it's still disgusting. think about it tuna fingers. I, like no wonder you're the evil guy stuck his tuna fingers right back in his leather glove Ugh. Oh, yeah God. that that moment Rancid. was scarier and more upsetting than anything that happens in this movie <laughs> it's still uh it's like some things you just can't unsee, I guess. Mm. Yeah, that one's burned into my brain. What did you guys think of the female lead? I thought it was really cool that Battle Angel Alita was still getting work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, full disclosure, I made that joke the other day, and I said, <laughs> after I said it, 
I'm gonna say that again on the podcast. Yeah, he, that he, was really good. He couldn't he couldn't restrain himself. He because it came in two parts. At first, you were like, "Oh, I just thought of a really funny joke, but can't say it. I gotta save this one. Gotta save this comedy gold for the podcast." All right. And then he was like, a minute later, was just like, "Actually, fuck it. I'm gonna say it right now. Hold on. <laughs> I, I'm gonna double dip on this one. I." I not only forgot about that joke, I, I thought it was funny the second time now, uh, but, you know, that is one hell of a, like, peek behind the curtain. Yeah, there you go, guys. Yeah, that's a little look backstage. Wink. Uh, but what did you guys think of her in this movie? Uh, I, I, yeah. yeah, pretty much. I, she did a good job for, you know, the part she was give, got, you know, like, that is... You're, yeah. you're you're expected to explain the entire movie and I mean, you know, get in a stranger's car at the end of the movie. Yeah. yeah she she's much. she is simultaneously the narrator, the love interest, and double orphaned by the end of the movie. Yeah, well yeah. What? <laughs> double orphaned. Well, sorry. Her parents she lost her parents her from friends. Willie's. And then, yeah, no, you're right. Then the cop lady that was taking care of her gets murdered. Oh, yeah, yeah, and no, well, yeah. and and her friends too. So kind of triple orphaned in a sense, you know. For a lot of people, their friends is their surrogate family. Yeah, like a found family. Mm -hmm. Um, what about the other teenagers? Any thoughts? I liked the uh, one that kind of looked like Jordan Peele in the strobe lights. Mm hmm. Yeah, he was good. I liked. Uh, uh Terrell Hill not sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly but I thought that his, uh, his performance was good um, which one was he uh he is Bob he is the uh uh the macho uh oh the guy who's... the boyfriend of the ditzy blonde yes the boy the boyfriend okay, one gotcha. and he uh, also the one that his had... name's Bob yeah uh Bobby I think she's calling him Bobby oh, okay Bobby works when when she's trying to get his attention and stuff he like also has my favorite of the teenager related storyline and my favorite moment which is where like Liv has gone inside and they're like hearing a battle unfolding inside and all the other mm -hmm. teenagers are like we gotta go in and save her and he's just like mm, I'm gonna leave and they're like, like no. what? And he's like, well, yeah. uh, this is fucking stupid and I'm going to fucking leave. I thought you guys would want to leave, too, but apparently you don't. And I'm OK with that. <laughs> like, There's killer robots inside, which we all know. Yeah. And Five minutes later, they're inside and his girlfriend is like. This turns me on. And is that weird? And by the way, I put, yeah, that's weird. Yeah, it's super weird. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Be because it's. Have it's not just the danger. It's that they go into the room where the children were murdered. And she talks yeah. about that right before. It's not just like, wow, this place is spooky and that's making me kind of horny. Because that would be like maybe a little weird. But they literally go yeah. to chi child murder specific room. And she's like, this is where all those kids died. So, babe. Like Unbuttoning <laughs> her shirt. Yeah. Like, and he's like, it's not that he is like reluctant because they do have sex in the next scene. And it's not that he's like reluctant to do it. It's that he has forgotten about the robots or he now does not know that the robots are killer robots. Because when one of them shows up in the room and she's like, has that been there the whole time? He's like, what? I don't know. Sure. 
And yeah, they just go back to having sex. Well, that's that happens so many times in this movie. They all know they're killer robots, but they go into the room and Willie starts singing his creepy song about six little chickens at the end of the line. The weasel's going to eat them. It's and they're and, and forever, they, yeah. They just fucking they just stand there and watch. Yeah. They don't You're circle like, up. Hmm. They're not looking around concerned. They they watch it as if they are stupid children at a Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> like they just watch it. It's as if there is like a magic spell on people that go into Willie's that makes them just like not understand the situation. Well, and see that would that could have been effective you know if they would have played up the, like it's a hypnosis thing when they start yeah. singing their gimmicky little songs it like makes you like woozy and like uh and like that's you a part sit of down it down and put on a birthday hat yeah and, totally like yeah could, could have done any number of different things with it but instead they're just like oh these killer robots are singing about how they're gonna kill us uh that's weird it's weird <laughs> that's yeah, I mean, you know, we're not trying to just just pick apart this movie, although this is kind of the format of the show. Um, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, see, this is where it comes back to. I watched this movie once. I was a little drunk, and I was just laughing at it because I was like, "Yeah, God, just I'm not. I know this isn't going anywhere like deep. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I, you know, belly full of pizza." <sighs> Yeah, I mean, and I wasn't expecting anything good. Like, I fully expected it to be like an over-the-top, dumb horror movie, but it's not really over-the-top enough. Yeah, I, or, I can or see dumb that. dumb enough, you know there, what I mean? There like, is... What, what does the girl live where she she does say this to the like female cop uh, at one point? That, Don't you see? They're not in... They're, we're not locked in here with them they're locked in here with him and it's like yeah that's when you need to like hear like a you know like like you know tear it up like uh with a chainsaw or like i don't know or like use use you utilize the ball pit more i don't know yeah like you it just needed to get goofier more weaponry more silly weaponry improvised weaponry if if the whole point of the movie, and this is, I think it's pretty much the point of the movie, is like the fights. Mm-hmm. That's like that's like what the movie really is like built to hinge on. They should have been cooler. Like a couple of them are cool, yeah. Like when he smashes the gorilla into the um, urinal, that yeah. was cool. I loved or like, it. That was I, that favorite. was awesome. That was like the second yeah. one though, and it got me mm-hmm. like, okay, uh, this so is exciting. Everyone, Everyone, I was like, I understand the format. Every one is going to be crazier than the one before it. But then, like, one of them, he just, like, does the, what's her name? Xenia Onatop from GoldenEye, mm-hmm. where she she crushes dudes with uh, heads with her thighs. He just does that to one of them. Yeah. Or, like, well, he, he wins, he beats the last boss by hitting him with soda cans in a pillowcase. Uh, yeah, I yeah. mean, well, when Tito the turtle confronts Liv after like killing the cop, like the cop has arrested her, the the dude, the out of town cop, he's like got her in the car and she's giving a speech where she's like, you're, oh, yeah. you're a murderer now like you and he's like about to have a change of heart. He's like, you're right. You're right. I can't go along with this. I have to go back and make this right. And then Tito the turtle shows up and kills that guy. And then she just kind of like 
punches him a bunch and he goes like dios mio he's like speaking in like mexican stereotypes and she just yeah. she just kind of punches him until he falls down like yeah. that's the whole fight it's nothing yeah. and like the robots i mean their danger level is all over the place sometimes they can instantly kill you yeah and sometimes they are like as dangerous as a guy who is not you know what i mean like a guy who is not dangerous yeah it's it's just it's so weird that this town decided that rather than like fight these robots two on one which would be a total blowout (laughs) fight apparently i I mean guns they should just sacrifice drifters guns they're not these robots are not using a lot of projectiles you know Yeah. yeah yeah I, I think it comes back to that, like, overall, yeah, the the fight scenes themselves, some of them were cooler than others, but, like, they didn't ramp up. Yeah. Like, they could have been in a different order, maybe, or just, like, some robots are just more dangerous. Yeah. But, yeah. like, uh, I was it was very anticlimactic at the end, and... Oh boy, yeah. And they could have well, been a little bit less one-sided because it doesn't seem like he really has a ton of trouble with most. Well, of well them. that's that is basically the only other yeah. thing I wanted to talk about is there's there's another beginning of a ramp up when he fights the ostrich. It cuts his cheek. It just gives him a cut mm-hmm. on the cheek, and he puts a little piece of duct tape over it. And that's there the rest of the movie. Yeah. And then after he gets into the fight with the gorilla, I was a little confused by this because I didn't really see any injury that would warrant this. But right after the fight with the gorilla, he's like putting duct tape around his entire torso. Like mm-hmm. he's yeah. he's using the duct tape to repair a more significant injury than the ostrich. And I was like, I was like, please let him duct tape back on a hand at some point or like duct tape his his severed foot back on or something i was like like, go crazy with it yeah because i they sort of start to lay out this pattern of like he's going to be using duct tape to repair injuries that you know it's a sample size of two but it's you know getting progressively worse just doesn't happen nothing else after that point he's just groovy he's good to go he's just fine they show up and he just starts fighting them and then he wins Every single time. Yeah. And, and then, it's like, yeah, it should have been way more grisly. Yeah. Near the end, he gets handcuffed and that causes him more trouble because he doesn't have the ability to use his hands. Still not a problem. Yeah. He just headbutts no. one of them down. I mean, Willie, the, the final boss, like slices him up or whatever, but it's just not. It's just not effective. It's like he he literally he is getting hit. It finally, you know, there is some blows being dealt to him, but it's just it's it's like Goku getting punched by Vegeta. You're just like, okay, well, I mean, yeah, he can punch him a few times, but we all know what's gonna happen. Yeah, this is obviously just killing time. Yeah. Well, I think now it's time that we move on to uh, the first of our closing segments here, uh, which is how was Nick Cage in that? Um, so I'm going to open this up to the floor for any comment or discussion. I got a, I got a, how is Nick, how is Nick Cage in that? I've got a impression of Nick Cage. Okay. Oh, I see. <laughs> I, that was me trying to open a can. Uh, it'd be better if it wasn't already open. Probably. Yeah, probably. 
he's drinking a oh there it is nice <laughs> there we go i'll edit that I yeah won't. but um <laughs> it's it just is like i think he was i think he was pretty good in this actually yeah for not having a goddamn line yeah he did fine he was great he came in kicked the shit out of some fuzzy people in outfits um or people in outfits of fuzzy people i don't know yeah you know that my favorite one was that gorilla fight guys like yeah. that was mm, i agree <laughs> mostly because he's like i just cleaned that he doesn't say that i was thinking it oh it, but it happens so that, many times <laughs> and that's kind of a testament to how he did a pretty good job in this which is he doesn't have to say that but you knew that mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you knew that's what his character was thinking yeah i mean i thought he was all right they let they let him off the leash a little bit when he's playing pinball they yeah like, you want to bring it a little bit here nick you can bring it a little bit and he's kind of doing like little dancey moves while yeah he's his, playing and... his his fucking d minus voguing skills come out <laughs> yeah hey I, I i thought he was good in this i thought yeah. that he sells the fights like i i didn't find the fight scenes to be really all that interesting but i think his energy and his physical acting in this movie is very good like yeah. he he looks like he's beating up animatronic demons yeah i think he was pretty good you know it's i mean you know it's a character that is completely silent and like stoic for 90 percent of the movie so he's not really like killing it but i thought it was good yeah anything else you guys want to say about nick before we move on uh, I, I I liked that it actually I mean, I guess this isn't explicitly about Nick. It's more of a script thing. But I, I liked that they stuck to their guns and had him be a completely mute character because I kept thinking I was like, boy, they're going to do it. And like what fucking yep. stupid line did they think would be good enough to like spoil this like actually unique performance? And they, to their credit, they, they did not. He, he is fully uh wordless the whole time and and i thought that that was pretty cool yeah until the snyder cut comes out <laughs> <laughs> then it's just four hours of him yammering away and he's he's he does a really weird voice in it too in the snyder cut yeah. of this movie he's like in the break room and he's Give just like pizza. yeah finally i can have one more of my delicious yummy sodas <laughs> yum 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 mm -mm -mm. Ooh, is that a pinball machine oh, i love pinball oh i'm gonna get the high score yeah. oh breaks over <laughs> yeah joss whedon really fucked this one so um now i think it's time we move on to the hardest question of all questions which is if you had to recast the nick cage role in this movie with another actor or actress who would it be and why? I have my answer. Do you guys need a minute? Uh, I can talk. Uh, I, <laughs> I, 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 I kind of have two answers. And the first mm -hmm. one is a bit of a cop out. So I'll, I'll, I'll give an answer too. Okay. But my cop out answer is that no one but Nick Cage is going to. I mean, Think, think about this movie sans cage take take him out of it and ask yourself would you have enjoyed it at all yeah like what if it was just some guy like all of the other people are just kind of some person what if he'd just been like some guy yeah like if it, if it was just a no-name actor that like i mean i guess if it was a no-name actor that was like really good it could be cool 
but I, I don't know. I, I, I just think that this movie leaned on Nicolas Cage to generate its hype, which, you know, yeah, boy, we're kind of leaning on him a lot, aren't we? Maybe I should. Uh, let me change my answer. I'm okay. going to say it could have been Woody Harrelson. Have I used Woody Harrelson as an answer before? I need to start no. keeping a spreadsheet of my answers. But I think I think Woody answer. Harrelson would have been fucking. <laughs> yeah, Sean, you need a spreadsheet for years. <laughs> you got me, buddy. That was that was good. That was pretty good. Yeah, Woody Harrelson, man. Yeah, Woody Harrelson, ass, great choice. Yeah. Getting in there, stoked yeah. but silent. Yeah. I think that'd be fine. I think that'd be a great choice. He brings a bit of that zombie land kind of mm-hmm. goofiness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would recast not Nick Cage. I would recast Tex McAdoo as Vincent Price. Really? <laughs> Vincent Price? I was thinking of like a Jeffrey Combs. Like, oh, oh, shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's such a good answer. I don't I think... <laughs> mind seeing Jeffrey Combs in the lead role in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. He would have to talk though. Yes. You'd have to. He would have to have some backstory. I don't sure. know. I don't know or if as he Willie. would. Um, I don't know. Maybe. I mean, you know, he he wouldn't. You know, most of the time I see him in stuff, he's trying to inject it with green goo. Uh, but <laughs> uh, I could. Yeah, I just think he's you know at the point in his career where he could play the like old Texas guy really well mm, i mean yeah. like, i oh, just yeah, think he sure. he fits it more of that and i mean like i don't think i know what you'd ask that earlier what like nick cage was how old was he supposed to be in this who the fuck knows how old he is in most movies he's normally dating someone that's like older or younger and but it's like a large difference and <laughs> <laughs> that is true yeah, it's it's, it's <laughs> almost that's the one constant it's almost never the same. yeah so I mean, really, it doesn't make any fucking sense, regardless. Like, it's either Moonstruck or a driving. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, or Peggy Sue gets married, sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah, or Peggy Sue. Man, what the fuck? Wow. Interesting. Just... Now, this is a spreadsheet we need to be developing. <laughs> oh that's God. what this podcast yeah. needs, is more spreadsheets. That's what yeah. I'm getting at. Oh, my God. Well, that's... Yes. Um, and... I don't know if if you had to make it so as someone that was completely silent, I don't know if they could. I don't know, but I mean, he had such good facial hair in this. I don't know, and like, who else do we know that has really good hair? Um, good facial hair. I don't know. He's done action movies too, so we yeah. know he can do the like stunts. Uh, I mean, you can just say me, Sean. Oh, yeah, or me. Damn. Uh. Fuck. I mean, you know, who's yeah. I I mean, I like it's really keeping us on pins and needles this <laughs> no, time. Uh, I was just thinking like who would could it, who would it be? Yeah. Sean is Sean is pacing uh, the room. Kurt, Kurt Russell, guys. It's Kurt Russell. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um Sean is picking up a notebook and ripping pages out. They all say just and scribbled crumpling them up <laughs> and throwing them in the trash can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, racking his brain. Sean is standing before a corkboard covered in red yarn, trying to determine. Oh, man, <laughs> it's I, all pictures of checking, Kurt Russell. 
<laughs> he's checking the AI that we use, the algorithm that we use. He's he's running, crunching the numbers. Yeah, the boys in the lab. It's Kurt Russell. Uh, never let me down. Um, it's Kurt Russell. That's pretty, yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> I, but then it's like, you know, I would want it to be more of um, like a functioning, you know, murder place and it turns out it's a cabal of like actual serial killers and they're not actually robots mm. maybe there's one robot but like everybody's you know like just wearing a costume and it's like the they're a bunch of psycho killers and it's like yeah that sounds fun and then you could lead into a sequel where the animatronics become the bad guy i just there were so many so, more things that could have been going on in this movie that would have made so it more you interesting would recast you would recast the robots with humans. No, well, I mean, you'd I'd stick humans in those robots, you know? Right. Fuck yeah. Okay. Oh my god. I, Not I, just I, the I, souls. I mean, like the the gooey brain parts, <laughs> the the meat man bodies. Oh my mm-hmm. god. I just I I think there, this movie could have like had a couple punch ups that would have made it a bit more interesting. And, you know, just lean into yeah. more jokes, like more jokes. I think before we get out of here, I think we should take a quick side detour um, through that unmarked door, which leads where? Oh, behind the scenes. Behind the scenes. Do you guys have anything this week? I don't. For behind the scenes? I didn't look up anything about Man, this. Man, I, I, so I burned that A plus segue for this. Well, the door wasn't unmarked. It said, uh, like, super happy birthday room. And <laughs> oh, damn why is there it. just a circle with a pentagram and blood and full of... What is with all these candles? What's a... What's with that knife? I mean, it is it's, it is brand new. So I guess there's not a ton of um, sort of behind-the-scenes information about this right now. Uh there are some things that I am interested in, particularly with regards to the Five Nights at Freddy's yeah, franchise. I, I was going to say, I, I, I have something. Oh, hit me. Uh, I watched an interview with Geo Parsons, the screenwriter, because as you guys recall, during uh, our viewing of this movie, I said that if I found out that the writer said that he was not inspired by Five Nights at Freddy's, that I would fight him. So, <laughs> oh man, do you see where I'm going with this? Geo Parsons. Yes. I'm putting you on blast, bud. You said that it was Uh-oh. unrelated. I, 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 and, and listen, I'm not saying I don't believe you. I'm just saying that I'm a man of my word. And I said that I would open an invitation to fistfight with you if I found out that you were denying the FNAF involvement. So I actually believe him, having watched the interview. He talks about how, because this is based on a short that he published in 2016. Mm. The original game Mm. of that franchise came out in 2014, so that is before, Mm -hmm. admittedly. But... Mm -hmm. You know, he started as an independent filmmaker. He was making this short on a not very big budget. So I I do believe him when he says that it was is something that he independently came to. Uh, because he was working on the idea for his short, you know, prior to releasing it, obviously. Probably probably right. at least a full year. So that puts it at 2015. 
So I don't. You you don't believe him? No. S- split decision. I think. I mean, I there is the idea of like, uh, what is it? Um, convergent evolution where two things two animals evolve a similar thing at the same time but they don't have an evolutionary yeah. uh shared history right i can't that i can't can i can't, I can't wait until we get our crab claws personally <laughs> like uh you know but that can happen sometimes with like a, a deep impact armageddon you know situation or uh uh something like that but i just i think it's just you think this is more of an atlantic a... rim huh or, or, yes. or a, sh- a shark I, yes, typhoon exactly Yes, Hmm. I think that it is a it's just I mean, what are the odds? Hmm. You know, how long have we been making movies and how long have there been animatronic robots and how long have we been creeped out by them the entire time? So, like, what are the odds that like this movie started production when a horror game with the exact same premise was like exploding in popularity? Yeah, I, I mean, it's it is possible. I'll grant you that it's possible. We I, and we could do we could do some more nice. spelunking on this. We need to find out Geo Parsons YouTube handle and like find when his YouTube account was created. You yeah. know, was he kicking oh. around? Maybe find his YouTube watch history. That I, shed a I lot just of light like watch mm-hmm. watch banana splits, man. Just just watch the banana splits movie or Watch the forthcoming Bloomhouse rights owning uh, FNAF movie that is in development. Or watch the, oh, wow. watch the new uh, rated R uh, Hall of Presidents by Disney. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or watch the Justice League just... movie. <laughs> no, I mean, so, <laughs> could you imagine like that ride is haunted? <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> it all went to shit when we put the 45th statue in there <laughs> damn yeah it it changes the tone it changes the tone certainly uh, i'll uh the banana splits movie you know take something fun and wholesome like u.s history and then make it bad all of a sudden make it bad. Yeah. <laughs> i think they've got that unlocked man it's fine uh so I just have one more thing for behind the scenes, and it's it's not really that behind the scenes. In in the trivia, this is a quote from the trivia section on IMDb. Uh, hey, quote, man. prior to this movie, director Kevin Lewis had not directed a project since 2007. Of those, the highest rated on IMDb as of July 2020 is The Method, 1996, with a 5.1 out of 10. Which I thought was a hilarious way of just sneaking in your burn to the trivia section. Like, that's a creative way of going to the trivia section on IMDb and writing, I think this director sucks. Sucks. I saw I saw one in the IMDb trivia which says, Nick Cage has relatively few speaking lines. I'd call that a goof. He has none. <laughs> that's gonna that's gonna do it for us, guys. Uh, thanks for listening. Tune in next week. We haven't decided the movie that we're gonna do. If you have any suggestions, feel free to tweet them at us at whatever I'm about to say in the outro. I forgot I recorded that a long time ago. Uh, but anyway, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye, everybody. Goodbye. I love you. <laughs> I love you.
Thanks for listening. Don't worry, this will be short. If you enjoy the podcast and want updates, check us out on Twitter. We're at Atwack Podcast. That's A-T-W-A-C Podcast for All the World's a Cage. Also, review us on iTunes if you use that. Or recommend us to a friend. Well, ask if they like Nick Cage first, and then ask if they like podcasts, and then recommend us. Thanks again.